Hi guys, Paul from the Innovation Community here. Today I'm with Andy Griffiths, who's the Senior Data and Analytics Director at GE Corporate. Uh, Andy is focusing on transforming processes with data-focused solutions, so great to have you with us. Hey, nice to be here, Paul. And just to start with, tell us a bit about yourself in a few words. Sure, yeah. So I, um, I, I, was, I grew up and, and, and I still live in the Liverpool area in the UK. Um, so I'm based in the, uh, in the Manchester office for GE. Um, and uh, I've been I've been at GE now for 20 years, so I'm a bit of a lifer. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So, uh, where did your data career really start? Was it at GE? It was, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've actually worked for GE my entire career. Um, so I, I, I finished university and pretty much started directly at GE. Um, and I, I uh, my first role wasn't really in a data space. Um, it was uh, I was I was a programmer um, running a, a different application platform. Um, but data's always been a part of that. Obviously, it's a big thing when, you, when, when we were looking at the application that I was building. Um, and really, it's sort of developed from there. And probably about, um, I would say about seven or eight years ago now, um, the CIO of the business unit that I worked for um, asked me to, to really get involved in data um, after I highlighted a, an issue um, that, that I felt we had. And, and really, it's, it's gone since then. And you know, really probably five years ago, data became the, the role that I have at GE. So um, it was, um, you know, all the, all the roles that I had uh, went by the wayside and I focused on that 100%. So how has that evolved over time? Um, it's really, um, I would say, we, we, the importance of data has really, you know, grown that role a lot. Um, so whereas data was always important for the company, um, but I think we've, we've really transformed into a data-led organization. And I think as the importance of the, the data output that we have as, a, as an organization, you know, I think that's, um, that's really grown the importance of, of roles such, that, such as mine. Um, and I think uh, that, that's sort of been the transformation, you know, gone from being probably a function that was that was talked about more as back office or as a you know an IT function um, to, to really now becoming uh, a function that that's that's at the you know at, at the table when we're talking about how how are we going to change the business and how we're gonna we're gonna really grow things in the future. So what are you up to in the current role then? So my, my role really um, is is focused on outcomes that we drive from our finance data within GE. So a number of years ago, we made a, a jump to really have a, a centralized finance data lake, um, which uh, would contain a lot of the financial information from the different parts of, of General Electric. Um, so we have a number of different businesses um, that we operate in, you know, from the very visible ones that we have. We, we, we build jet engines, we, we make healthcare equipment, but we also deal a lot in power and uh, renewables are all the big businesses which are a little bit more you know behind the scenes people may not realize um, the importance we have in those in those those areas um, and uh, all all those different businesses we, we brought the financial data together uh, and we're using that data to, to really then drive um, different outcomes across the business be it um, a, a change in, in process we're driving to, to become more digital um, or we're, we're driving innovation in, in different areas. 
So for you, what really interests you about working with data? Because obviously that's not, not what you set out to do, but you stayed with a, a diverse company doing it. Um, yeah. so, so what really is it for you? Um, it's, it's really, I would say, um, the potential. I mean, you know, from a, from a technologist, I, treat, I, I see myself as a technologist. And I think the potential that we have in, in driving change um, by leveraging data is is immense. I mean, you know, I just see what what we do within within GE, and and I think um, you know even those those the possibilities we have within our own business are, are, are really transformative. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's very exciting. I guess it's also, you know, as we as we look at, at, at even what's been going on in the world recently, data is just now the new gold. I mean, it it really is a, a, a becoming like a currency in itself. Um, and, and being in, a, in an organization that focuses on data is, is really, I think, important, but it's also really, really interesting. So with that in mind, what are some of the major successes that you've achieved over your career with data? So I think when, you know, back when I, I look at my probably first success that, that sort of maybe um, brought me, brought me to, to, uh, to where I am was really around... Uh, exposing data to people and, and, and making sure it was visible in the right way. Um, and it, it was really around how could we take a process that was very manual, which, which in my case was how we dealt with uh, disputes in accounts receivable um, and, and really digitize that process and, and, and make that something that was, it wasn't phone calls, it wasn't emails, but it was structured in a system and we, we could deal with it in a, in a more automated workflow way. Um, that that really was 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 I think the the first big success I had, and that led to a to a CIO award from from the GE CIO. Um, that was that was you know I I felt really privileged to be able to get that. Um, and I think um, you know since then that that was really what I've tried to build on and, and and look as you know at the foundation really again why I'm in the role I am in today really is around um, making sure that people have that insight into their processes and, and what they're doing. Um, and, and to be honest, that's sort of what drives me is, is I, I get my, my sort of my kick out of my role is when I, when I, I deliver something that makes someone's life easier, that gets them, you know, something that they couldn't do before and really gives them the, the potential to, to shine in, in their role. That's, that's what I think is, you know, is, is important from, from what I do. Absolutely. So tell us about a time you affected major change and some of the challenges that came with that. So I think you know, just talking about that that particular example, um, with 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 people used to doing a process that was that was very much you know a a, a manual way of working, it, it was very much trying to get people to be digital. I mean, this was back in probably two thousand and four, two thousand and five. So it was still quite new. We had a web based system, and you know there was. It, 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 although the internet was there and everyone was sort of, it, it wasn't as as pervasive as it is today in, in, in your everyday life. And uh, I think, you know, it was probably a change challenge. And I think I see that in, in, in a lot of the, the, the things that I deal with on a, you know, on a day-to-day basis, the making sure that, that we affect change most effectively. We reassure people, you know, people who, you talk about a data-driven process and people probably a lot of the time think my roles are, you know, my roles are going to be, going to be eradicated. Um, robotics and, you know, things like that, that, that we, we, we provide data to. 
people think that that you know it, it's a it's a danger to them and, and i think what I, one of the things i try to do when we come to that is turn that into an opportunity and i really do think it is the data-driven processes that we have are really an opportunity for people's roles to become enriched um, and i think you know really it, it transforms not not just the business but it transforms people's roles to be more interesting we can get rid of the the drudgery of, of a, you know, a manual task. I don't think anyone wants to really be in the case where they download things into Excel and they spend their day doing VLOOKUPs and joining data together. We can eradicate that. We can get you the end result and get you on with the interesting things about your job. Um, but that's always a challenge, I think, when it comes to data. It's, it's making sure that you, you're changing people's um, you know, perception about what, what we're doing into, into positives. And obviously people is a, is a huge part of this package, but what role do you think technology has to play in that transformation mindset? I, I think it's, it's, um, it, it's big, obviously. You know, I think when, when you talk about the, the different elements of technology, some of the things that we're doing today um, really weren't possible four or five years ago. Um, so I think you know, technology is a transformation tool, um, very much up there and, and very much important. Uh, an example would be, I think, you know, we, we have a lot of, of work that we do between GE businesses. Um, and we have, uh, we have a lot of different platforms that we bring data together. And at the scale of, of a company like GE, bringing that data together and, and showing someone that end result en masse um, and, and giving them the answer they want, it wouldn't, we just wouldn't be able to do that. Um, at, at the scale we need to um, a couple of years ago. So I think when, when it comes to technology affecting change, that's very important. But I think it's also important, as I said, right, to, to make sure that people see technology in a good light um, because technology is, is going to affect, it's going to affect everyone, but we also, we need to make sure that it affects them in a positive way. Um, mm. And they, they see the, the real advantages of, of what we can bring to them. Um, and, and some of the things that they do in their day-to-day -day life, you know, I think um, we, 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 we see people sometimes, I think when, you, when, when people come out of university or even just, just the technology that they use on a day-to-day -day basis, sometimes big business can, can sort of feel like it lags behind that. You know, you, you, you have a, a device in your pocket that's more powerful than, than, than you know, the, the computer that took us to the moon. Um, you know, I know that's a, that's a, a, a very uh, well-worn well trope now, but... Um, it's, it's, it's real. And, you know, I think there's, a, there's actually an expectation from technology when it comes from people now. Um, and uh, sometimes business have to, you know, have to catch up with that and, and make sure that we've got the right, uh, the right technology available for people to, to feel that, that, that we're, we're ahead of the curve. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But, but just moving back to the people side, how yeah. would you just, how would you describe your leadership style? So I think, um, I, I try to do two things. I think, first of all, I try to build consensus when I'm, when I'm leading a team. Um, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in that the output of a team is much more than the, you know, the sum of its parts. Um, we, we can drive so much value from, from what a team brings. So when I, when I think about my team, I like to bring consensus to the team. Um, so I almost see my role um, as a sort of like, a, I, I, I wouldn't describe it as like a, a, um, 
a judge, but but helping bring that consensus. So make sure that the people in the team feel free to bring their ideas to the discussion table, and we 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 discuss them as a group. And I think when you do that, you get the right the, the right answer. Um, I also see my leadership as a a chance for people to shine because I I want I want myself to be there to remove roadblocks. So that's another another thing that, that I try to bring is um, if you have a problem, I want I want to be able you to be able to solve that problem. So enable enable people to really go and do what they do best. And my role as a leader is to is to try to remove the roadblocks from that and, and make sure that they can deliver you know deliver effectively. Because um, I, I I think um, as I said, when when you have a team of experts. Um, they're the ones that know this the best. And if you can bring that together and you get that as an entire solution, um, that's going to give you a lot of benefit um, for the end outcome that we're trying to drive. And do you find that that's the same when you're engaging and communicating with senior leadership as well? Yeah. I mean, one of, one of the, the things that, that I've been told is one of my strengths is, is to try to take a technical a technical subject and talk about that with people who aren't aren't necessarily technical and obviously when when you um when you look at at a leadership it's it's not it's not a senior leader's job to be the the person who's ahead of the curve a lot of people are um and it's becoming easier to do that i think um but my role is to is to number one make sure that that you know people understand i think what what we're trying to do um and again highlight where people have got problems um and and make sure that you know between the leaders that can affect that change or remove that roadblock and the um the the uh the the problem that a team member has in 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 being able to do that that job that we uh that that i'm i'm able to 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 go both sides of that and and act as that sort of translator and and uh, facilitator um when i when i talk with those senior leaders Mm. And where do you currently see the biggest opportunity for improvement within the organization? So I think um, it's probably going back to that transformation piece. Um, I, I think there's, there's that much value that we can add um, as, a, as, a, as a function and as a, as a technologist. Um, it's really, I think, trying to, to make sure that we are, I guess, focusing on the right thing um, and, uh, and, and really where are we going to, where are we going to bring the biggest, biggest benefits? Um, I think one of the things that we've done very good at, at GE is to bring the IT teams into the decision-making. So um, as we start to look at, at how we're going to go and solve a problem, um, we make sure that the, the team that's going to help us solve that problem are in the room. Um, and there's a, there's a big push at GE to um, make sure that, you know, lean, lean methodology and the way in which we, we actually work um, and that digital mindset are, are, two, are two critical things from us. And I think the more we do that, um, the better. Um, I think uh, one of the other things that I was actually you know, talking about with a group of, a group of other people um, a couple of days ago is um, how do we make sure that we've got the right skills? Because skills are changing um, that we need, especially in the data landscape. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't think that you can have these days a, a, a pure technologist um, that, that doesn't understand what what the functional or the business requirements really are. Um, we're at the point where 
you, you have to meld, meld the two together. And I think sometimes when, you know, when you talk about um, uh, some of the people, some of the skills that we, we even teach people at university or that type of stuff, they're quite focused on the technic, on the technological um, and not necessarily on the business. And I think the, you know, the rise of, of some of the things like a, a, um, a business focused IT master's course or, or, or an IT focused, um, you know, you know, MBA, they're going to be important as we as as we as we go forwards because there's there's definitely the meld of the two together is important as we go forwards because you need to be able to explain these these very technical things. You know, when you think about data science as a technology, it's very difficult to sit in front of a of a, of a senior leader and, and explain how what what is a data science model doing and where's the risk involved in in, in putting a data science model in place so having people that, that understand both is very important i think and, and that's one of the uh one of the things that we've got we've got a lot i think a lot more we can do um as we bring skills through mm, absolutely that's a really good point to make about skills and uh, i think the, the, the crossover as you said between the, the technical and the business is is, yeah. is only ever increasingly important yeah. uh, we've mentioned a lot about the uh, successes that you've had over your career what do you think was the biggest mistake you made during that time um, it, that's a tough one, and, and you know, I think um, there's, there's, there's probably been a few. Um, but um, I, I think when it when it comes to to, to sort of the mistakes, um, I, I think probably not listening to, to people, um, and that was one of the things I learned quite early on, and, and especially when it when it came to my developing my leadership style. Um, you know, I think it's very important to, to get everyone's opinion, and that's why why I, I like to think I have that collaborative leadership style now. Um, because you know there were probably a few a few times when maybe I I made decisions that that were maybe against what other people had uh, had probably probably told me and and you know it turned out that that was the wrong decision. Um, so I think that that's sort of that's an important aspect. Um, another thing that that I learned very early on was um, not ask, not asking enough questions. And um, you know I'm a big believer in the five whys. Um, so I always tell my team ask ask why someone does something in a certain way because the chances are that um someone did it for a very good reason and if you don't if you don't understand the reasoning behind why something you know why does a process operate like that today it may seem very convoluted when you're coming into it and trying to transform it um the chances are that there was a very good reason behind that in the past um we've had a lot of intelligent people work on these things um, so it's it's very important to understand why things happen, and and there were probably a few occasions when maybe I didn't ask enough whys, um, and and maybe made some decisions that we then had to go and reverse. You, you never learn without um, you know trying anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, a big one. How has COVID nineteen affected the role and, and the company as well? So I think um, I you know it's it's obviously been a been a big shift. Um, one of the things that has been probably not as big a shift for, for my team um, was, was the shift to video conferencing. Um, in all honesty, you know, we, we, we sat in, a, in, a, in, a, in an office here in Manchester, but my team is global. Um, and I was already spending a lot of my time on video conferences, on conference calls. Um, so that, that, was, that was our day-to-day as a global business. And I, I think that shift hasn't necessarily been something that, that, that has been a big, a big thing for us. Um, doing that from home, however, you know, on a, on a constant basis has been a bit of a shift. And, you know, I think um, that that's probably, I think, been the biggest thing that from, from my teams, you know, 
we were actually very well prepared, I think, as an organization to work from home. Um, and our, our sort of, our, our techie folks have, have made it actually very, very seamless for us to be able to do that. But I know there's a lot of people that haven't been in that position. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it, even with the technology working great, um, the actual, the actual, you know, lift that was involved in, in getting a team, you know, our team's got probably two or 300 people when you count the contractors that work with us. Um, and, uh, and actually getting everybody very effective from home. Um, that, that's been, I think, a, a challenge that we, we rose to well. Um, and, uh, it now feels more normal than ever. Um, but I think one of the things we have to make sure is if we go forwards in this environment, that we don't lose that personal touch. Um, there's been occasions when I've been talking to my colleagues and we've said, um, okay, you know, how would we, how would we go and solve this problem? Um, and the, the answer would be, well, a year ago, we would have just got everyone in the room, um, and we would have talked through it. And, and we sort of, I think we've lost that a little bit because we can't travel. We can't, we can't get people in a room, um, to solve those problems. So, um, that's probably, I think, been the biggest impact, um, in, in more general. Yeah, absolutely. What is your top working from home tip? Um, I, I would say, and I know this is difficult, but, but having a space that you call work. Um, so if that space is, is a particular chair on the dining room table or, you know, a, a, a corner of your, your room, your bedroom, um, being able to probably walk away from that and, and or, you know, even if it's not actually closing the door, but closing the door on your work environment um, is an important thing. Um, and it's very easy being technology connected to, you know, when you go and sit in front of the TV in the evening, have your laptop next to you, um, have your mobile phone still connected to Teams. Um, and, and those pings go on and on and on. And to be honest, work as an environment will take advantage of that, especially in a multinational um, organization where, where you've got people pretty much, you know, 20 hours a day, I've got someone working um, in the organization. So, um, having that that difference i think a home between a, a where you do work and where you where you turn off work and you you know you, you spend some time with the family and you spend time with with you know reflecting on the day that's important absolutely do you have a routine when you're working from home um i i tend to find um my day is is longer i'm not going to lie about that right i mean it's 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 pretty um it's pretty easy to make it very longer um but I, I think um, I, I try to I try to probably walk away from my from my laptop on a regular basis, and I, I think whereas probably in in the office it becomes more of a um, you know you have, you come in in the morning you, you're in your, you're at your desk you know you might have the odd break but you're at your desk until lunchtime you spend a, a, an hour or half an hour away from your away from your computer at lunchtime and then you go to the end of the day. I think um, my routine when I'm, I'm working from home is a little bit more, little bit more fractured. Um, I'll spend maybe two, two or two and a half hours in front of the computer, um, conference calls, video calls, et cetera. Then try and get 15, 20 minutes, you know, those sort of micro breaks of, of, of looking at something else, you know, spending some time outside if the weather's nice, back to the computer. And that, that's much more of a routine when it, when it comes to the office, when it comes to the, the home office versus the office. Makes sense. What are you curious about right now? Um, I'm curious about what the new normal will be. And I'm sure this is something that everyone, you know, from, from a technology perspective looks at. Um, you know, I think 
when, when it when it comes to um, when it comes to, to how are we going to operate in, in in this world? When are things going to go back to normal? I don't think they ever are. I think normal is going to be something different as we go forwards. Um, but uh, I'm curious what that looks like, and 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 especially around you know when it, when it when I working for a company that, that has a big healthcare division, um, that that's obviously both from a business perspective and from a from a personal perspective, it's it's um, it's very interesting to see that and what's the effect that's going to have on on my organisation and the wider world. I think from a technology technology perspective, um, I, I'm I'm curious what's next. I mean, you know, we, we hear from a very much a data perspective there was a a lot of a lot of advancement when we looked at the technologies that Facebook and, and Google were bringing to the to the open source community and, and things like Hadoop and um, the, the the way in which they've contributed to technologies that are there. What's the next big thing? Um, I I deal in not very much unstructured data. Um, that's not a big part of what we do. Um, but we we use some of the same those same technologies to to deal with structured data. Um, and uh, it's you know really what what's coming next there Where, where's the where's the limit not that i think there is a limit um to be honest but uh but I, you know it, it's very exciting when when you know you you can you can double the, the processing capability in in 18 months um what's that going to look like in, in two three years time what are we going to be able to achieve um with data i think we also have to though question as a data as a data professional where what that limit looks like from from people's privacy from um you know from, from from the way in which we're dealing with data that that really as i say is a new currency um so i i'm again a lot of what i do is business to business so we don't have a ton of you know consumer data in in that uh, in that space but when you're in a in an organization that's dealing with a lot of consumer data um i think we 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 as data professionals have to also be aware that this is people's lives uh, we're encapsulating it in a digital, um, in a digital form, but it, it's very much, you know, we can, we can build like a digital model of, of people's activity and, you know, predict probably with a very good, a very good certainty, what, what, what would people be doing, you know, this, this time tomorrow, this time in a week, we have to ask ourselves a question, how much we do that. Um, and I think it's, it's important to balance the two together. Um, because we are human beings after, after all, and you know, there is a, we, we have to, we have to bear that in mind as we, as these technological, uh, changes come in, come in mind and, and, uh, how we develop things. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Um, I, I, I would, I would probably split this in two. So I think from a, from a leadership perspective, it was all, it, it was probably one, one of my, uh, one of my leaders said to me once that, you know, you, you, um, you have to, um, you have to really make sure that, that your your team is really um, focused on the right things, um, and uh, and also that you you take, I guess take take pleasure in in, in the, the the achievements of your team, um, because as a leader, that's what that's what you're measured against. You know, you, it, it's it's not only your own contribution, but it's it's how your team actually deliver and what your team does. And and I think um, that was that, that was quite difficult for me when I first you know went from a I, um, a sort of an individual contributor to a leader was um, when at the end of the year, you know, you get to the appraisal time and, 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 and it, you look at, at what you've achieved. And uh, I said to this particular leader, you know, a lot of the things that I've done, my team have done. And that, that's okay as a leader. You know, you, you, can, 
you're facilitating, you're helping that. And I think that's important that, that you don't lose sight of that as a leader. And you, you sort of take, um, take that pleasure in, in what your team's doing. Um, and, and the part that you play in that is important as you, as you become a new leader, I think. Um, and then I would say that, you know, the, the asking why five times, that's probably the, if, if I was you know, anyone who comes into the business, anyone that does that, I think that's very important. Um, and that, that's sort of a little bit of a mantra for me is, uh, is as you, as you go and look at, at developing a new solution, make sure you understand why someone did something in the past. That's good. And, uh, who's your favorite thought leader or author, whether that's within data or, or in the wider business space? Um, I mean, I, 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 I respect a lot of people in, in, uh, in, in the wider digital space. I mean, I think, um, I, I, I think, you know, people like Elon Musk are, are a very divisive character. Um, you know, I think he has, he's, he's obviously, you know, a, a visionary in, 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 in the space, um, but can be very, um, you know, outspoken in other, in other spaces. And, uh, you know, I think, I think people in, in that vein are, are, are very, um, very interesting people to go and look at what they're doing um, and, uh, and, and, and understand why they're making those decisions and, and you know, why are they the characters they are. Um, so, you know, I, you know, people like, like Elon Musk and, and uh, the, the, the team behind Facebook and, you know, I think, I think people like that very much, uh, they've, they've, they've contributed a lot to the, to, from a digital perspective and, and that's where I would go. But I also think, you know, I, I, I've, there's a lot of books I think on how, on how, um, how, how people, uh, actually think and, and, and the, the sort of art of, of management and, and, you know, making good decisions. And there was a book I read once, I think it was called Blink. Um, and I, I might get this wrong, right, but I think it was an author called um, Malcolm Gladwell, I think. Um, and, and a book about how you can, you can sort of train yourself to make decisions leveraging your, um, your gut feel. And uh, and I think that was that was a very interesting read and something that I, I I've, I've learned about you know a lot is how how can you train your subconscious to to help you make decisions quickly um, and 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 from the gut but not not reactive um, and, uh, and and train it in that way and that's something that that I, I found very interesting yeah. And what advice would you give for aspiring leaders in data? Um, I think um, really it's it's around. Um, don't don't necessarily as i say look at technology um as a, as an as the only thing that you should look at um balance that with with whatever your chosen business is or your chosen field um try to try to look at to be a, to be an effective leader you have to understand both sides of the both sides of the equation i think um there, there is a there is a a lot of areas where you can you can make really good careers out of being a very a, a very focused technologist, and you can be a leader in technology. Um, and I think that's that that's you know that, that's a very important thing as well. But I think when you when you think about how are you going to use data and data, not as an individual thing as it's by itself, but as how how it contributes to a to a a business, you have to understand how that data works within a business context. So my, my advice would be, as you, as you look at um, whatever, whatever role you're in today, look at how people are using what you're doing and what you're delivering and understand from that. Um, do some seat rides. You know, go, and, go and sit with the people who you're delivering with. Um, understand what they do and, and understand a little bit about the business. Um, and I think that brings a, a much more uh, sort of a, 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 a good leader um, and, a, and a, a really effective leader 
um, is one that knows both sides of the equations. Great advice from Andy Griffiths, Senior Director uh, of Data and Analytics at GE. Thanks for joining us. No problem, Paul. Thanks a lot for the, for the opportunity and it's good talking to you. Likewise. Thank you.